0: Podcast of Crew in Southeast Ohio. I'm Chad Helmer, and I'll be your host. Thanks for tuning in today, Crew. We are a caring community who is passionate about connecting people to Jesus Christ. And all across the college campuses of Southeast Ohio, God is changing students' lives. And this podcast is dedicating to hear how a relationship with God has turned a student's life around 180 degrees. It's what we call a 180 story. And today we have the opportunity to hear from Jeremiah Martin. So, Jeremiah, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Chad. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. It's a beautiful, warm day in the fall. And so, Jeremiah, uh, for our listeners, we were just talking about what a nice day this is and how I'm surprised that we continue to have such pleasant weather this late in October. Yeah. So, yeah, even when other things don't look great um, and we're in the middle of a pandemic, at least we can be outdoors some more. Absolutely yeah so um Jeremiah, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, where are you from?
1: Um I am from Logan, Ohio, born and raised. Awesome. Um, yeah
0: so very yep. local so this is um so you're you're home right now and I am and uh, Jeremiah for our listeners, Jeremiah is a student at Ohio University Lancaster branch and yes. so um, and so that means all of your classes are online, right?
1: That's right, yeah, yeah um it's it's definitely been an experience uh being all online uh nothing like we've ever seen before but uh you know so far making it through yeah and that's all I can ask
0: that's great that's great in what year are you at OUL what are you studying tell us about that,
1: um but. right now I'm a junior uh studying engineering technology okay yeah.
0: okay and any hopes or dreams for that engineering technology if you could just script what happens after college what would it look like
1: Um, I'd love to get a job in some sort of industry, whether that be manufacturing or industrial maintenance, something along those lines. I'm, I'm a hands-on kind of person. And so, uh, anything in that line of work, uh, I'd definitely be excited about.
0: That's great. That's awesome. And, um, maybe help, help us get to know you a little bit, maybe an interesting fact, something we don't know about you.
1: Yeah. So, um, I was actually homeschooled all the way through, uh, high school. Um, but in doing that, I was also able to play tennis. I've been playing tennis now for a little over 13 years. Um, and so I, um, I was played varsity all four years in high school. Um, and even being able to play at OUL um my doubles partner and I actually um won state championship uh 2 years in a row. No of course way. with now COVID uh that's that's uh kind of changed things up a little bit but uh yeah that was that was definitely uh one of the highlights of my college career.
0: <laughs> a state championship tennis player. But here's the thing bro is it sounds like there's there's no chance that anyone's going to defeat you. Your your title goes <laughs> to be challenged, right? Um
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sure you'd rather be playing and have the opportunity to compete. But, Absolutely, but at yeah. least you're going to be the. Who else will have been state champ? You know, two years or three years in a row, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's right. That's quite an accomplishment. Thank you, COVID. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and homeschooled all the way through high school. Uh, mm-hmm. What? Well, well, tell us more. What was that like? That, that's something that probably some of our listeners, but not all of them, can relate to.
1: Yeah. So, um, honestly being homeschooled, that was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me, mm-hmm. uh, allowed me to get, uh, more involved in ministries at church. Mm-hmm. Um, it allowed me to to learn how to play tennis. Uh, mm-hmm. when most people were, um, in school, I was on the tennis courts playing after I had already gotten done my school work done. So, wow. um, yeah, that was definitely a blessing.
0: That's great. Now here's the question. Have you, uh, have you ever gone toe to toe with Jake Newton on the tennis court? Jake? I know? have not. That, okay. I have not. I think it'd be a great thing to watch because I have a feeling you'd probably school Jake Newton.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to, we'll have to make that happen sometime.
0: Yeah, if he's listening, um, tell him I'm, I'm interested to see it. So, um, well, we're really excited to hear your story, eager to hear about it. Tell us what was your life like before Christ?
1: Yeah. So, um, I've been going to church my whole life. Uh, it's always been a big part of my life. It's how I was raised. It's, uh, been always been a big part of my family's legacy as well. Um, and so there's, there's never been a time that I don't remember not going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as a child, I remember um, asking Jesus into my heart, as, as probably a lot of uh, church kids have done. Mm-hmm. Um, probably around the age of three or four, but I never really knew what that meant. Sure. Um, I was baptized around the age of seven or so. Um, but again, um, only because I knew that was something that Christians were supposed to do, not because I actually knew what it meant. Um, and like I mentioned, I was homeschooled all of my life. So, um, growing up, I never really viewed, um, church as anything, any more than just like a place to hang out with friends. So, um, yeah,
0: that's great. So church, um, yeah, I mean, it was there, it was a part of your life, but it was, It sounds like the kind of experience, it's probably really common among children growing up in Christian homes that um, it it was so part of your life almost that it was uh, like a fish in water. This is just your surroundings. It was your atmosphere. But maybe you didn't uh, quite understand it or appreciate it uh, as much as you might. And so, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And then, um, so how did you hear the gospel then? How did did life uh, begin to change for you?
1: Yeah, so um, I think it was around the time uh, I was 12 or 13 years old in youth group. Um, That's when I can, uh, I I look back and I can remember actually um, finally internalizing the weight of the gospel. Um, Mm -hmm. Up until that point, all I can really remember is just going to church, hanging out with friends while hearing stories about Jesus. Um, But it was at a youth retreat. Uh, I can remember realizing that I am a sinner. Um, I've sinned against a holy and perfect God and I deserve to go to hell, uh, but God sacrificed his son in my place. And, um, if I turn from my sin and put my faith in him, um, he's faithful and just to, to forgive me and has promised me eternal life with him in heaven. So yeah, it was, it was right around, uh, I would say the beginning of high school that I, uh, heard, uh, or finally internalized the weight of the gospel
0: that's awesome i i love that phrase internalize the weight of the gospel you'd heard it you know growing up you would heard jesus died for my sins but there's something about it that eventually had weight to it that it yeah. sort of felt it there was some uh you know some pressure from it on your life that um you know that brought about change in some way and i uh, and what an Bro, wow, what an incredible summary of the gospel. I love how you just unpacked it for us. The, the reality of what Jesus has done for us. And if we simply place our faith and trust in him, uh, mm-hmm. ask him to be Lord and Savior of our lives, that, um, that we get to experience that gift of forgiveness and reconciliation with him. Incredible. Internalizing the weight of the gospel um, at 12 or 13 years old. Okay. And then yeah. what did, so what changed as a result of that? What, what does life look like, you know, as a result of knowing Christ?
1: Yeah. So um, even in high school and in the typical high school immaturity um, church, Still, for the most part, was just a place to hang out with friends, Mm -hmm. um, a social club, if you will. Um, But I definitely noticed um, a change. I definitely started to try and point others to Christ, uh, whether that be uh, playing sports or friends I met outside of church. Um, I started to be more involved with ministry at church. Mm -hmm. um, And then even later in high school, uh, the biggest change uh, that happened in my life was when I got plugged into Crew as well. Um, I had heard it, heard of crew in high school. Um, I knew that that was something I definitely wanted to get plugged into when I finally made it to college. Mm Uh, and so, uh, now with being plugged into crew, um, it's, it's definitely brought about one of the biggest growth spurts in my Christian walk. I'd say, um, pushing me out of my comfort zone in a Mm -hmm. good way and um, getting engaged with others. Now looking at some sort of ministry, whether that be just teaching a Sunday school class at mm-hmm. my church or uh, some either part-time or full-time missions. Um, but I've, I've definitely um, seen a big change in my life. Um, and like I said, just kind of been pushed out of my comfort zone in a good way.
0: That's um, awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I have a handful of questions for you here about that. And I, I appreciate those three different things that you kind of mentioned there. One, um, pointing others to Christ, something that sort of began to happen more in your life, um, mm-hmm. being involved in ministry at church more. What, what did that look like in high school and more recently? What are some of the Yeah, stories? so
1: with... Um with being involved in like my youth group at church, um, it was maybe going door to door and just inviting people to mm. events that we had at church or, mm. um, maybe going out and visited people who had visited our church, uh, mm. something that we've done always as a church. And, um, again, just just starting to get more engaging with people, mm. um, having, having, and, and in high school it was mostly listening to spiritual conversations. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, just it was that uh, getting more engaged with people outside of church.
0: That's that great. was
1: that was a big one.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I, um, here's a here's a question for you. I want to ask a little bit about your involvement with crew. And I want to be careful here. Um, this isn't to, to toot the horn of crew. Uh, I'm not terribly interested in that. But here's what I find fascinating about your story is that it's not uncommon that I'll talk to either Christian high school students or the parents of Christian high school students. And they will say to me something like, well, I really want to send my son or daughter off to a Christian school so that they can continue to grow in their faith there. And I think that's a really great option for a lot of people. But you're someone who I think is like a lot of students involved in crew at OU and across southeast Ohio. Um, who You've gone to a secular school mm-hmm. and yet found a way to really grow in your faith at a school that's not a Christian school. So um, right. Could you unpack a little bit about that involvement with crew? What are some ways you feel like you've uh, that's accelerated growth in your relationship with God as a college student at a secular institution?
1: Yeah. So um, I had actually considered going to a Christian school for that very reason. You know, I, I wanted mm-hmm. to be, uh, I wanted to stay in that environment, if you will, yep. Yep. of Christians. Um, but at the same time, I'm very thankful that I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of, um Oh, I stumbled upon OUL by accident, actually, mm-hmm. uh, and, and realized, you know, this, this is actually kind of a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but yeah, like, get it, like I said, getting it plugged into crew, um, I was about, I would say, uh, a year in. And um, I was challenged to be a student leader, which then again, put uh, that push of being pushed out of my comfort zone even further, um, Challenge to uh, leading small groups and things like that um, has definitely um, helped in that way as well.
0: That's great. So pushed out of your comfort zone in additional ways, leading a small group. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that, you know, we talk about that phrase in Christian circles, being pushed out of your comfort zone, but really it sounds like it's increased your you know your need to depend on the Lord, your faith in Him. You step out and do something you haven't done before, and we, in those moments, we say, "Lord, help us. Uh, we need, yeah. we need You to work here." Um, and and God uses that process and those steps to grow us, and so that's that's just incredible. Um, Jeremiah, I'm so encouraged by your story. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the things I've written down here as you have shared your story. And just, I think about the long legacy of people who at your church or your parents, people who have contributed uh, to your walk with the Lord, but that it, at some point when you were 12 or 13, um, God spoke to you uh, in a way that uh, you understood the gospel, internalized it, uh, and yeah. your life is set on a trajectory that's forever different. And Absolutely. Um, I'm so grateful to God for that. And so, um, just incredible. And I knowing a little bit about your church and about your pastor and about your family. Um, uh, Oh, I wish that your experience was the experience of so many others. Sometimes, uh, sometimes we think the more dramatic or the more compelling testimony is the one where, um, someone's lifted out of a life of, um, you know, more dramatic sin, but your story is a good reminder that we're sinful and that we need a savior. Um, no matter our background, and that you can, and that that God draws us to himself uh, through people and relationships and church and all kinds of other things. And so I am incredibly grateful for your story, for how God's been at work in your life through all these other people. Um, And I'm grateful for your leadership and crew. I think this is an exciting thing for you to be a leader at OU Lancaster. um, And we know that God's using you there. So
1: yeah, Very, very thankful for, for God's faithfulness. I mean, and I always like to say too, like, obviously I'm not perfect. No one is, but again, so thankful for God's faithfulness, uh, that even when I mess up on a daily basis, uh, that he's still right there, uh, with us and he still loves us.
0: Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Well, thanks for taking time to share your story with us. Thanks for being on the show.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: want to encourage, uh, hopefully for hopefully it's encouraging for our listeners and want to encourage, uh, probably some of our listeners at OU that may not know you uh, to get to know you a little bit. And I'm glad. Yeah, absolutely. Just a little bit here through the podcast. So, yeah. So thanks for being with us. Have a good day, Jeremiah. Thanks for
1: having me, Chad.
0: Yep. Grateful to hear your story. Thanks so much. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode of the 180 podcast, a production of crew in Southeast Ohio. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU, or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at ou.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the 180.